Welcome, welcome, welcome to another fabulous episode of My Orgasmic Life. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Gaia Morissette. And today's episode is brought to you by Tickle.life. I also host Tickle.life's podcast, which is awesome. So when you're done listening to My Orgasmic Life, jump over to Tickle.life's podcast, uh, where I discuss and explore and interview people as we talk about their first sexual experiences, anything from first kiss to first sexual engagement to first date to ending up at a sex party, (laughs) the first sex party. So lots of variations. Okay, a couple of other things in the housekeeping before we get into this conversation, which is today we're going to talk about how do I tell my partner I'm not enjoying our sex life? Dun, dun, dun. All right, before we get into that, though, there's a couple things I want to talk to you about. One, um, I am moving. And um, so this will be the last episode in this location. Um, So this beautiful background. And our next episode, you will see me in July because I'm taking June to do my move. So uh, there's, uh, I believe, 167 or 768 episodes for you to catch, get caught up on so you won't miss me. And uh, I just wanted to let you know that and that you will be seeing me in my new fabulous new location in July. Also, don't forget to support, uh, to support me, tip your hostess by joining my Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you can get exclusive content and you also just support all the work that I do in the world. Okay, so let's get into our topic. <sighs> so actually, before we get into our topic, which is kind of, you know, it's going to be a little, a little challenging. Um, I want everybody to take a deep breath in. (sighs) Exhale. Take another deep breath in. Exhale. And one more. Take a deep breath in. And exhale. (sighs) Okay, so we're nice and relaxed and zen. I'm ready to have this conversation. Um, It's really important that, a little bit of a trigger warning, that I might be talking about something that might cause you to create some emotional distress within you. And it's okay that that happens. All I ask is that you do what you need to do to take care of yourself. If it means turning off the episode, then turn off the episode. If it means listening through, because a lot of times I, you know, may say things that might provoke an emotional reaction out of you, but if you stay tuned, I usually give the solution, (laughs) usually how I roll. So I recommend you stay stay tuned through the whole episode um, as there will be tools and tips on how to navigate things usually near the end of the episode and then of course you can always reach out to me personally Um, you can find me at guyamorissette.com is the hub to the enter into all the places that I show up in the world and reach out to me and you know get some support um, of helping to process heal um, whatever needs to happen okay All right, so 
Last episode, I talked about um, being in a sexless relationship because the sex with your partner is no good. Then you have mad sex. And so that kind of brought up this topic of like, well, how do we, how do I tell my partner that I don't enjoy sex with them? How do I tell my partner we're having bad sex and I'm unhappy with it? Because this is a hard conversation to have. And before we get into how do we have this conversation, there is another thing that we need to start to talk about, which is how do we have a conversation about sex, period. So let's start there. So when we, depending on what kind of relationship you have, um, a lot of people have sex with each other, but they never actually talk about it. And the reason that they don't talk about it is there's a whole bunch of different variations. There's a different bunch of different factors. So factor one is we all, you know, that you might be carrying sexual shame and being told that sex is dirty and sex is bad and sex is taboo and you're not supposed to talk about it. You're not supposed to do it, but you're definitely not supposed to talk about it. So when we're carrying that kind of level of shame, or guilt, um, that makes it really hard to communicate with somebody else because we're afraid that they're going to attack us or judge us or maybe leave us if we were to have a conversation with, about sex. And I'm just talking about the basics, having a conversation about what turns you on and what turns you off. Like, I'm not, we're not talking about like a heavy conversation about sex. I'm just talking about in general, talking about sex and what you like and what you want and and you know being able to communicate during sex of of you know a little bit to the left a little bit to the right higher lower faster deeper all of those things just being able to say those things and and so the first part is that that might be interfering in that is guilt and shame around sex the second part that we might be carrying that's interfering us of being able to talk about sex easily and openly is that um, we have this shame specifically around being seen as a slut, a pervert, a deviant, a freak, a weirdo. And we're worried that if we have a conversation or we ask for what we need or we ask for what we want, that uh, the person is going to, again, judge us, may not, may leave us, may stop loving us. These are some of the fears. And these are real fears and that these are real and deep and scary. The third thing that often interferes in our abilities to talk openly about sex is our own judgments. Our own perceived judgments of what it means to desire, to want, to talk, to talk openly about sex. So we have our own judgments of ourselves. The fourth thing is that we are afraid that if we talk or we ask for what we want that's different than what our partner or partners are doing, depending on your love and sex styles, um, 
that we will hurt their feelings or bruise their egos or they will get angry or upset. And so we're, we're afraid. We're afraid that if we say anything that isn't about what they're not, anything else other than what they're doing, that there'll be a consequence. And that consequence can be a bunch of different things that, depending on who the person is and how they react. So one of the consequences can be uh, being angry and lashing out. Another consequence can be angry and being passive aggressive. So, um, you know, not in regard to other, you know, the sexual relationship in that moment, but you will pay for it later in some other aspect of your relationship, which is what is what passive aggressive is. There is the just completely shutting down and pulling away. There is the reaction of just fine, then I won't do anything ever again. So there's like all these different ways in which people can react when they feel hurt or they feel um, which triggers. Now, this is the important part. When you talk to your partner about sex, and if it is, we're just starting in the basics here around like wanting something slightly different than what's happening in the moment. And if your partner feel gets hurt or angry or, you know, feels hurt, which then they lash out either externally or internally, um, that's still not about you. That's about their own stuff. That's about their own insecurities, their own inadequate feeling in, in, in inadequacy, them not being good enough. That's not about you that you did anything wrong by asking for what you want. And the other part is that when you are in the sexual experience in particular, um, and you are asking for feedback from your partner, and the person can't give you the feedback, then there's this feeling of like, well, how can I, I need some guidance, like I want to give the I want to be the best lover I possibly can, but without any information, I don't know what you need or what you want. And so it's really, really important part of how to, this is the how to have much better sex is, is obviously the communication piece. So before I go into anything else, I'm going to go check in with our live audience here and see how, if there's anything that's come up for them. Anybody has any questions? Anybody have any thoughts, comments? Nope. Okay. All right. So how do we clear those things? So let's just start with how do we clear those things? And then we'll get into how do we actually have our conversation about we're unhappy. Okay. So the first thing is, is that there's a bunch of different tools and I talk about these tools all the time in all of my, in many of my episodes. Um, so please go listen to some of those episodes so that you can like dive into it a little bit deeper. But basically you wanna first let go of any fear and shame around sex 
in the sense that sex is sex is safe. So this is what I want you to start telling. And this is how we start reprogramming this is that you start saying we'll do an affirmation. And so here's your affirmation. Sex is good. Sex is safe. Sex is normal and sex is healthy. Now, if you try to say those sex is good, sex is great or sex is good, sex is healthy, sex is safe and you are having stuff come up, then this is where thoughts and beliefs that are like, no, it's not true. Um, this is where you take this opportunity to get rid of it. And so you can either visualize a toilet where you flush it down the toilet, or you can visualize thrown into a volcano or a bonfire. Um, and the idea is that you visualize grabbing that thought, that feeling, that is not serving you, that's in the opposition to sex is good, sex is safe, sex is healthy, sex is normal. And you want to be able to say that three times. Each time you say it, stuff comes up, throw it in the fire, throw it in the volcano, throw it in the toilet, whichever image works for you, and say it again. And you want to say it three times. The more you, three times, because it takes three times to get through to your actual subconscious mind for the reprogramming. Okay, so that's, that's one way of like releasing it. Okay, just starting to let go of that piece. Now, let's go into how do we, now that we're like letting go of those pieces, how do we set up conversations around talk? Let's start with light conversations about sex. So if you're in a sexless relationship, you probably won't be able to do this and you're going to need to fast forward to another conversation that later on, okay? Um, and you might wanna reach out to me. But if you're still having sex with your partner or partners, um, you can start slowly introducing this idea that we talk about sex. So one of the things that you can do is that while you're in the sexual experience with your partner, you can start vocalizing and using some language. So that's great. That feels really good. I really like that. With a little lighter, please. A little harder, please. A little faster, please. Oh, that's great, thank you. So as you can tell my language, I'm using please and thank yous. I'm using praise. So there's a lot of praising going on to help move through some of the things that can come up about not being good enough in sex. This is a great way to just gently start to bring this into the space, especially if you've never even talked about sex, you've never vocalized during sex, okay? So this is a good way to just start to, you know, oh, that feels so good when you kiss my neck that way. Oh, I really like how soft your lips are. Mmm, I really like how much you, I really like how well, you, I really like how you smell. Mmm dropping into communicating the things that you do enjoy about your partner helps in easing when we start to ask for things that are different from what they're doing. Okay, so that's, that's the first phase. 
Now, while you're doing this, sometimes the whole I'm unhappy with our sex life <laughs> conversation can be fixed by actually just communicating and asking for what you need in the bedroom and your partner, if your partner is open and has just been waiting for feedback, then a lot of times that can solve that can solve it because now you're getting exactly what you want and, and the way that you want it and your partner's excited because they're, they're helping to give you pleasure and you're enjoying it and all those kind of things. So sometimes that can course correct it in itself. But often it's a little more complicated than that sex is usually more complicated than that but that can sometimes fix the problem so the next piece is where is your partner's ability to hear um, requests do they see and hear them and feel them and react to them as criticism or how do they deal with feedback basically and you'll have a pretty good idea of how, how they handle feedback because you'll have watched and observed how they handle feedback. So if they handle feedback pretty well, then communicating should be fairly easy. If they handle feedback not well, then uh, communication is going to be a little trickier and it may not go very smooth and you may need to hire somebody for some mediation, okay, um, to be able to have these conversations. So here's how you would attempt to do this. And if it, if it starts to go sideways, don't then reach out, <laughs> hire somebody, somebody me or somebody like me to help you mediate this because otherwise it can go sideways really quickly. So the first thing is, is that when we're going to have a difficult conversation with anybody about anything, you want to set the stage up properly. And I've talked a lot about this. And before I get into this, I'm going to check in to see if anybody has any comments or questions that are with me live. Nope. Okay. All right. So you want to set the stage. You don't just randomly say, you know what, I'm really unhappy in our sex life and uh, we need to change it. You don't, you know, especially if you're not, if you guys haven't had a lot of like difficult conversations and conversations and have really good coping strategies and communication skills and using I statements and all that kind of stuff, I would not recommend just saying that statement. And it's really important that you have, you're going to have this conversation, not from a place of anger. But from a place of this is how I'm feeling and I don't want to feel this way in our relationship anymore. And you're coming to the table from a place of I want to fix this with you. Are you open to that possibility? So our intention of having this conversation. So we need to figure out within ourselves, are we saying it from a place of anger are we saying it from a place of, I want to work together as a team? Because this is the other thing, okay? So this is very, very important. To prevent, you can't always prevent this, but to, to, to mitigate and maybe make this a little easier, 
how you phrase things and what your intentions of going in makes the world of difference. So what's your intention? Is that you're unhappy and you want to share that because that unhappiness is affecting your ability to connect. Okay, so that's that's the first piece. Second, you need to also go into this conversation with you are playing a part in this bad sexual experience. Whether that's lack of communication, asking for what you need, um, expressing yourself, there is a part, whether it's fear of rejection, so you're not being completely present, like each, it takes, everybody is playing a role. No one is right and no one is wrong. And so when we have difficult conversations, the best way to come to that table so that you can, and the idea is that we want a resolution. So it's not about you being right and them being wrong or them being right and you being wrong. If you come in it from that place, no one wins. We want a win-win outcome to this conversation. To have a win-win outcome to this conversation, you need to bring to the table and take responsibility for the part that you're playing, whatever that is. So before you bring that to the table, before you have this conversation, two things. One, you want a win-win solution as a team. Two, what part have you been playing in the breakdown of this relation, this, this exchange, sexual awesomeness? Okay, now that you have those two pieces, the third piece is stepping into making sure it's the right time to have this conversation and setting the stage. So you're gonna to go to your partner and say, hey, I have something really important to talk to you about. I'm really nervous. And so we need to like make sure that we have absolutely undivided attention. When is a good time for us to have that conversation? And let your partner and, and then get something on the books. And to make sure that you're not gonna be distracted, there's not gonna be any kids around, no technology, there's nothing in the background. Like it's, you need, everybody needs that undivided attention time. So you're gonna then book it. So that's great. Don't just blurt it out in the middle of making, doing dishes or making dinner or somebody doing something, okay? Or somebody heading to work. This is not the appropriate time to, to have that conversation. but to tell the person that you want to have an important conversation and set it on the books. So now you have it on the books, you make sure you know the distractions, and now you're going to start this conversation with, I have been feeling incredibly disconnected from you. And one of the reasons I've been feeling disconnected from you is because I don't, I'm not, how do we want to play this? Hmm. I'm not enjoying our sexual, our sex life is, is lacking or I'm not satisfied. That's a better word, way of putting it. I haven't been satisfied with our sexual, our sex life. And I really would like to figure out how we can both be really happy and satisfied with our sex life. So 
that's really hard because the person because the other person can react in all sorts of ways. They can be what? They could be disagreeing. They could be like, yes, I agree. They could like there's a lot of outcomes that can happen after you make that statement. But it's really important that to say that I want to figure out how we can, you know, you start with I'm feeling disconnected and I'm unsatisfied in our sex life. And I'm, I would really like to figure out how we can both have, feel really good about how we can reconnect, how we can ignite our intimacy. Like depending on, use the language that, res, that you know will resonate most with your partner. Is the word connection, is the word intimacy, is the word sex, is the word orgasmic uh, adventuring, what will resonate with your partner? And you'll have a pretty good idea because of you'll know them fairly well at this point, hopefully. And it's also okay if you say the wrong thing, okay? I'm just gonna put it out there too. It's okay if you say the wrong thing and it goes horribly sideways because it going horribly sideways is better than being silent and hating your sex life and avoiding your connections and not talking about it, which leads to all sorts of sexless relationships, which can also lead to betrayal and cheating and self-loathing and addictions, all sorts of things. So even if this goes, this conversation goes horribly wrong and horribly sideways, it is still better than not saying anything at all. Because that just builds resentment, all sorts of horrible things ends up happening. And you end up, you're, for the most part, it, at least ripping off the Band-Aid and having this awkward conversation. And even if your partner gets angry, and even if your partner gets hurt, and even if all those things is still okay, it's still better than not saying anything at all. Okay, so... Assuming that you're, so say your partner gets upset and you can say, I'm, you know, I'm, this is not meant to hurt you. This is not me saying that it's your fault. I know that I play a part in this. I really just wanted to open up the conversation to figure out what can we do as a team? What can we do to make this better? How do you, and then I would pose the, conver then, then I would pose a question. How do you, honestly, how do you feel about our sex life? And I, pro and then you say, I promise I won't react in a negative way. I want, I just want you to be honest. I just need, we just need to have an honest conversation about this. And that means that you're not allowed to lose your shit if your partner's like, yeah, I don't like our sex life either. <laughs> I'm not happy either. <laughs> Be like, okay, whew. okay. So now that you get that out in the open and everybody's like, yeah, I'm not happy, I'm not happy. Okay, great. Then what do you do? Well, that's when you're like, okay, well, let's have a conversation about what you do enjoy and what you would like to see different. And then start to make a commitment to each other to be 
go on this sexual exploration and adventure together. And there's lots of different things that might come up from it. Like, you know, what are some of your desires? What are some of your, uh, you might find out that your partner's kinky and that maybe you want to explore that. Um, you know, there might be uh, that one of your, you know, that maybe you're not actually monogamous and that, you know, you want to explore ethical non-monogamy or conscious monogamy. Um, there's all sorts of different variations. There's lots of possibilities. But the hardest part, that's the easy part. The easy part is, okay, so how do we course correct this? How do we work through this? How do we, how do we create this great, hot, wild, satisfying sex life with each other? That part is so much easier than the ripping off the Band-Aid and just saying, I'm not happy, let's talk about this. And again, even if it does, it goes, it goes so horribly sideways, it's still better that it's now out on the table. It needs to be talked about and needs to be talked about to coming to either a couple different resolutions. One, if one partner is like, I'm totally happy and satisfied with our sex life. And the other person is, I am not. And there's no wiggle room in there, that conversation to be exploring so that everybody is happy with their sex life. Then that's a different conversation. Resolution conversation might be changing the dynamics of your relationship. Um, if both parties are like, okay, you know, I'm unhappy, you're unhappy. Okay, great. Now let's work together to figure out how we both can have an epic sex life and what does that look like for each of us and, and you start going on that journey together and you start doing exploring and reaching out and and doing you know courses and education and reaching out to people like me and taking workshops and doing retreats and there's so much sexual skill building and and exploration education out into the ethers all you need to do is start exploring it and you do that together it's a great way of 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 going on that adventure together. The one piece I haven't talked about, and I'm just going to briefly touch on it because it's an important piece, is if there's been sexual trauma or sexual abuse in, in the past in one, one or both parties, then you're going to need extra healing support from a professional that specializes in trauma healing. I'm one of them. You need somebody like me, me or somebody like me um, to help navigate because that's a whole different series of things that are going on um, that need to be healed more than just having a conversation, more than just saying, hey, a little to the left, right? This is much more complicated than that. So if there is past trauma stuff going on there, um, that needs to be how you navigate that is different and you do need professional support through that process. And that also can be a, a, a great time in your conversation to say, to ask, is there any sex, if you don't know, is there any sexual trauma in your past? Um, if you have sexual trauma in your past and you haven't shared it with your partner, this would be a great opportunity to do so. Um, and talk about, well, why you aren't really present in that experience and why you can't communicate and, and why, you know, you not really have much sex drive or um, why you have like a really a deep sex drive, but don't like to have emotional connection. Like there's all these things that happen from sexual abuse trauma um, in relation to sexual expression. So that's really important. Okay. 
All right. So before I let you go, I'm going to check in with our live audience here and see if anybody has anything else they want to add, any questions they may have. Nope. Okie dokie. All right. So that was a heavy one. Um, if you need extra support, you know where I am. You can find me at GuyMorissette.com. That's the hub, the entry point into uh, finding me the right world that you need to hang out with me um, in. And um, don't forget to check out Tickle.Life podcast. And don't forget to tip your hostess, which is me, through Patreon for exclusive content for as little as $5. And um, I will talk to you. Uh, you will see me, you will hear me, depending on what uh, platform you use to, you know, interact with me in July. This is a reminder. Um, this is the end of May. I'm taking the month of June to do my epic move to the, I'm moving to the clothing optional community. Which means I don't have to wear pants. <laughs> However, I still make a commitment to showing up with clothes on for you guys. <laughs> Some of you are like, well, you don't have to. <laughs> All right. Have a great month. I will miss you. And uh, you'll see me from my new location in my new space, which is going to be fabulous. And you'll hear me from my new space, which is going to sound fabulous. So until then, bye-bye. <laughs>